Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt provider. And you can make them busy by going there and making sure you get all your winter storm supplies. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon. And their telephone number is 631-756-1125. They've got uh, everything you need to melt the ice and snow away. Omni Melt, Petalo, Calcium Chloride, uh, Pellets and Flakes, uh, Mag Ice Pellets and Flakes, Geo Melt, Bio Melt, Shovels, Snowblowers, and even Generators if you wind up losing power. So head to Omni True Value Hardware in West Babylon. The website is omnitruevalue.com. So... Every six hours, we go through uh, another round of emotional, <laughs> emotional nonsense. I, I, I have before we get into the weather because we're gonna we're gonna live we're gonna do the uh, the GFS is coming out right now. It's you realize you realize that already. You know, normally on a Sunday morning we warm up with maybe forty or fifty viewers or whatever, and maybe build toward like 140, 150. Yeah, on we're already Sunday there. Morning. We're already at one hundred and thirty-one. Now, already. if if those 131 people watching would hit the like button, that would be great because we want to at least get 100 likes. And let's shoot for 200 likes today, okay? Now, hold on. You're doing it all wrong. How am I doing? Here, here doing? we are. We've got, 100, we've got 153 people. I mean, it's jumping by the every second. So now I want all of you listening to me right now, if you haven't done it already, when I say, when I count down to three, two, one, zero, when I get the zero, I want every single one of you to hit that like button. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, hit zero. But well, you got 15 when you said now 81. Okay, we're almost at 100. I want to see that jump. <clears throat> look at this, Joe. Look at the, look at the jumping like. Yeah, I know it is. It's just going 77, crazy. 86, 88. That's it. Well, when it's it hits, like, we'll start to like that. It's almost like when, when, when they used to show, those of you who are a certain age, back in the early days of television, they used to show Peter Pan with Mary Martin and Cyril Richard, and it was the play that appeared on Broadway, and toward the end of the play, when it looked like Tinkerbell had been poisoned, uh, Mary Martin would look at the, out at the TV camera to all the kids watching on TV and say, clap your hands. The more you clap your hands, Tinkerbell will recover. Please do it now. Please do it now. <laughs> and I used to, watching that, I said to myself, all over the United States, kids are going like like that, clapping their hands. They are, aren't they? Look at this, Joe, 131 likes. All right. So, we look, we got there. They're all waiting for, they're, they're all waiting for the uh, weather models. Yeah. And the GFS is actually, uh, is coming out right now. It's actually already past the point where, what we need to see. Uh... I'm 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 struggling with a lot of things, which which probably we would we it's what we normally struggle in, in when we uh, are dealing with storms uh, like this, uh, uh, mixing track everything else. And I was kind of hoping that today. I mean, I I think things seem to be zeroing in a little bit. I, I think you're. Uh, no, things are things are happening right now. I I don't know if you saw. Did you see my rant last night at eleven o'clock? I did see the rant, and, and I mean, I it came after watching. The various local TV personalities, weather personalities, quote unquote, and I don't know how many of them have been doing it as long as you or I have, all talking about well, uh, the, uh, the 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 it, things are growing toward a major storm in the middle of the week, and I'm saying hold on for a second, are they really growing? 
I mean, if they were growing, I would be seeing storm amounts up, 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 up. And what I'm really seeing, and I mentioned this on Friday, was a huge, everybody's point, looking at the storm. Everybody is saying, look at the Everybody, storm. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me just correct one small thing you just said. Everybody's not looking at, at everybody is looking at snowfall forecast maps right. that throw out Absolutely. ridiculous double-digit numbers. Do you know that I went to look at some, and I know probably some of the maps take into account ratios and some uh, snow ratios and some don't, and I understand that, but... Um, just as a just as a point of reference of where we are five days in advance, uh, I, I'm looking at places where numbers are ridiculously above the amount of precip that's being generated. Right. You, you know, 20 Absolutely. inches of snow, uh, an inch and a quarter of precip. So, uh, you know, that's an 18 to one ratio, whatever it but is. See, but the everybody's concentrating on the storm. As you said, you just said, everybody's looking at the snow amounts being generated by these models. Nobody is looking at that high pressure system over the eastern north. Canada and northern New England, and 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 I, I want a friend of mine, you know him, uh, Keith Eichner, uh, who uh, uh, emailed me uh, yesterday afternoon, and I said, you know what we're looking at? If you're an old fan of professional wrestling, I mean, I'm talking about back in the '60s. To me, that high pressure system is Haystacks Calhoun. That's the 601 pound wrestler right. who nobody could move or dislodge. And you've got the storm playing the role of Bruno San Martino. And what, in essence, we're watching here meteorologically is we're watching Bruno trying to push 600-pound Haystack out of the way. And Haystacks is saying, no, I'm not going to move. You're going to have to go, you know, southbound. And I think this is what's happening, Joe. I think well, we've said, yeah, with each we... passing run, we're going to see that storm go a little further south, a little further south. And all of you who have been saying, 15 inches, 18 inches, we're going to get clobbered in the middle of the week. I have a funny feeling you're going to be a little bit disappointed. Look, there's going to be a sharp northern cutoff. Absolutely. Does the cutoff, right now, I would say the northern cutoff runs on a line from about Boston to, let's say, the northwestern corner of Connecticut, uh, and then west-southwest from there. And there's going to be, you know, a sharp cutoff line where it'll be six inches plus, and there'll probably be some areas... As you head the further south, this is going to be one of those, the further south you go, the higher the amounts you're going to be. Then we have to work out mixing issues. You know, mixing issues on Long Island are different from mixing issues along the New Jersey shore. And they're different than what happens in South Jersey. Then we have to deal with, okay, there'll probably be some backside when the low starts to pull out. In a lot of ways, with the reference we've said from the onset, the height of the north, and this was the key all the way around, with respect to the cold air, with respect to how far north this is going to get, uh, with respect to how where the heavy heaviest snows are going to line up. My 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 real objection is uh, when look if you want to throw up a snowfall forecast model map where when you're at inside 36 hours, that's one thing. But when you're doing it five plus days ahead of time and you're putting these number numbers up that show 20 inches in New York City, no. 20, all these 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 incredible double digit numbers and you don't give it any context, there's a problem here. There's a communication problem. And you know what happens, Joe? Our our folks on this uh, that watch our channel. Those of you who watch our channel are savvy enough. You're all weather savvy, so you understand all this, okay? Uh, but for the average person, Joe and I could get every every snowfall forecast here right down to the snowflake, okay? 
and we will be locked in to the same, you know, ball of garbage that everybody else will be locked in if this winds up being a huge bust and the snowfall amounts are, are, are minimal. And that's all I'm going to say. You know, right. those people who do that do a great disservice to to everybody that's trying to just kind of get this right, which is what we, we're we trying hate to do. Being, we hate being lumped in with all the rest. Um, and what we're what we're saying is what Joe has just said. What I said last night. Any forecaster on television that starts showing you a map with, well, here is the preliminary. Yeah, you're right. Thirty six hours in advance. That's one thing. You do it four or five days out. And you're doing a disservice to your viewers, and I would never do that. Yeah, um, I agree. So is, um, crazy. Uh, we got we have almost 300 people on, and they're waiting for us to talk weather. Uh, and uh, again, if you hit the please hit the like button, we really appreciate it greatly. Thank you, thank you to all of you who have done that. So let's start first off because we've got. I think the way we should do this is we're going to take you through the process of everything that's going to happen leading up to it because. It, it all, everything has effect downstream. And we have this first system that's coming through tomorrow. I've pulled up the new, the, uh, the new NAM from this morning. And of course, today is just a gorgeous day here. It's a beautiful, lots of sunshine. We had some clouds and fog earlier, long gone. Temperature's probably hovering close to 60 right now. So the rest of today looks great. And then I, we're gonna... By the way, by the way, again, I hate to interrupt you. Do you know that my wife and I, and by the way, we have Briller Jeopardy at the end of the show. Yes. And my wife is going to be coming on down to do another guest run at the request of Mr. Briller. But we could not get to sleep last night until after 2.30 in the morning. Do you want to know why we couldn't get to sleep I after 2.30? Because for know. some reason, we have been living up here in Putnam Valley for 18 years. For the first time last night, with the thick fog out there, mm -hmm. we were hearing a foghorn. And the foghorn kept going off every two minutes. Oh, my God. I mean, Where was the foghorn coming from? We don't know. We think it might be around the Peekskill area or down by the waterfront or down by the Hudson River. But now picture this. We're trying to get to sleep. And every two minutes. Uh... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm saying, who the heck is doing this? I mean, uh... like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It just made me to fall asleep and all of a sudden. Bruh. It, it, oh, it was God. crazy, and I wasn't in a particularly dense well, spot where we were. So. I, I'm sorry to hear that you went through such agony. All right, so here comes our low for tomorrow, and this low is important because it sets up the block. It helps to set up the block uh, at at 50 north and 50 west that we've talked about. Uh, storm east of Newfoundland, which is going to lock in that that big high. Now, the question for tomorrow, it's always tough in these types of situations because you have that cold air from the high racing eastward. You've got the low that's starting to sliding eastward on the frontal boundary at the same time. The NAB seems to want to change, you know, change it over to snow from uh, northern Virginia. Um, let me make sure I just hit the button that I didn't pull up the wrong run here. Hang on one second, folks. Um, <clears throat> from uh, northwestern Virginia, uh, into South Central and Southeastern Pennsylvania, Northern New Jersey, the Hudson Valley, even Long Island on the NAM changes over to snow uh, and Connecticut. And then, of course, it pulls out. This to me, Joe, if it does, I, I went yesterday. Let me just pull up. Uh, I'm going to pull up one of my maps and uh, that I did from yesterday with regards to Monday. And I'll pull it up on the screen so everybody can see. 
Uh, here we go. So this was this is for Monday. I kind of drew this sort of general area where uh, uh, you'll see it in a second, uh, but uh, right. I put a narrow band of a slushy one to maybe two or three inches. You know, some of the higher elevations uh, in northwest New Jersey, um, nor uh, Hudson Valley, going you know north of eighty toward eighty four or north of eighty four and into into, into uh, Connecticut. And just the outside chance that there could be a slushy coating uh, or maybe a little bit more, a little bit further to the south. I don't really see much in the way of upside here because this storm is moving, this, this slow is moving very quickly. And we're literally talking about a handful of hours that uh, you're going to have uh, uh, precipitation falling as snow. And it does start as rain in, in a lot of places, too. I, I, I mean, unless you're thinking differently, I can't imagine that you're thinking, you know, that amounts out of this could be higher. It, it well, doesn't you know, look to me like there's much upside. It looks like on the, I'm just taking a look now at the, uh, the, the NAM FUS, and at 24 hours, they give us plus 3.7 BB. There's nothing on either side flanking that. Uh, at, at 1 a.m. Uh, and, and at uh, 1 p.m., we're in negative uh, BB or, or subsidence. So the only pop is going to come tomorrow morning at around seven o'clock. They follow that up in the six hour time frame at LaGuardia now with 0.41 inches. That's the only really significant bit of precipitation that falls with this impending system tomorrow. Right. But then I take a look at, I take a look at the thicknesses uh, at seven o'clock tomorrow morning at LaGuardia, 545, you should be at least five uh, decameters lower than that. That's the uh, well. You could still get it. To, you know, if you're, if you're heading, if it was like 43 or two, two. I, you know, I've we've seen it happen in thicknesses right. sometimes at 44 or five. If there's, you know, a good Absolutely. pop of vertical motion and the T's are drop, the Absolutely. temperatures are but dropping. The, but the T1, the lowest level of the atmosphere, Joe, the uh, boundary level at T1, plus two degrees Celsius. The others are at or uh, maybe just a smidge below zero. But what's going to happen? Maybe we'll have wet snow mixing with rain. But I, I quite honestly, if that's well, going to be what, what, what are the what are the teas at one o'clock in the afternoon? The, the teas at one o'clock in the afternoon will be uh, T one is zero zero, T three is zero zero, and T uh, five is ninety nine. All right. Well, about, I mean, because the, the the GFS, I'm sorry, the NAM on its radar still has you know has the the blue snow. Um, Still in western, you know, northwest New Jersey, northeastern corner of PA. I mean, it's still showing some precip showing on on the radar. So if those T's are sitting at zero, if you get some intensity, th that's why I figured let me just cover in case there's a little bit of intensity that you know somebody gets a burst in there and you wind up with a slushy coating to an inch or so. And the inland spots might be a little bit colder. The elevated spots might be a little bit colder. And then by by three or four o'clock, it's all long gone. I mean, it just it, it ends very quickly. Uh, again, well, the, frankly, I think it's going to be all gone by uh, by one o'clock. Well, it might be a little faster. You know, we're kind of quibbling here for a couple of hours. And then, of course, it races out to the northeast. It be, gets part of that whole trough that forms the 50-50 low. Here comes the cold high. Uh, and the first thing I'm going to look at for as a forecaster. Now, the NAB starts to bring up. Let's go to Wednesday morning because the high is sitting very strong uh, north of the St. Lawrence River. I don't know if that's quite where that H is, as close to where Montreal is or not, or maybe it's west of Montreal, I think. This is this um, is still the NAM now, right? Yeah, we're still on the NAM. So yeah, okay. uh, you're starting to see precip. Now, uh, what the the uh, the high and the and the dry air from the high is actually suppressed the precip uh, further south. It, it, it's it's taking longer to get here, 
which, um, you know, for, if your standpoint, if you're looking at this from the perspective of snow, you kind of want to see that because at least it tells you that, you know, the cold air from the north is, is uh, uh, more, uh, more of a factor. You, you see the, the, the pink and sa salmon colors in western North Carolina. That's freezing precip. So there'll be some freezing rain in the mountains to North Carolina. Take a look at these low temperatures, Joe. I pulled up the weather service forecast lows, and I'm imagining they're not really that far off from guidance. But uh, they give lows in the teens. White Plains, a low of 20. This is Wednesday morning. Trenton, 20. Uh, Philadelphia, 24. Washington, D.C., Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, 25. 27 in Washington. Then you head up the Hudson Valley, Albany, 12. Uh, you know, temperatures, teens and single digits as you uh, head up into upstate New York. So this is a, this is, you'd like to maybe see uh, if you, if, if you really want to um, make a case for snow in a larger geographic area to come out of the storm, you probably would like to see some minus signs in front of these single digits. So you, but you, you, and you do when you get up into upstate New York, way up into upstate New York and Northern Vermont, New Hampshire, but this is cold air. And, I think this does help the snow case because of the fact that you're going to be clear most, if not, uh, you know, you possibly right into early Wednesday morning before high clouds start uh, increasing um, rather quickly. So uh, this is going to help temperatures on two on Wednesday, which I think are going to have a tough time getting much above the uh, low and mid thirties. And I think there might be inland spots North and West that may not get uh, out of the, out of the twenties. I believe you. I believe you with that kind of, this is a classic. Uh, I used to work with a guy uh, at uh, the weather service that I was at for, for a good number of years, private weather office. Uh, he, was, uh, he was from Pennsylvania. He went to Penn State. And whenever we had a potential snowstorm, he always used to quote, I don't know what the professor's name was, but, but he, obviously he was well past his, uh, his many years there at the, at the university. And he always used to say, the old man, that was the professor. He always talk about the high, the importance of how cold the high is and the position of the high. And he always, whenever we had a potential situation like this, he'd look for the quote, old man's high. He said, now you got to watch out sometimes because when the old man's high is a little bit too big and too strong, uh, that, that storm uh, is not going to do much good. Uh, it'll go to the south. And sometimes uh, it's so cold and dry that even when it looks like it's snowing, it ain't snowing. Right. And we've been talking right. about that, how much, how the initial shot of snow from this system on Wednesday, or maybe not until Wednesday evening, yeah. the initial shot, we may lose a few hours because the snow is falling, but it's falling through such a cold and dry air mass that it's evaporating before getting down to the ground. Correct. Now, uh, for those of you, you know, who are watching uh, Johnny Quest down in, Virg in uh, Northwestern Virginia, uh, and folks down into the Carolina mountains, you can see how the wedge is working here. And you, you, you folks know uh, it's all about the wedge when it comes to snow with highs up to the north wedging down the east side of the Appalachians. So you've got temperatures below freezing uh, down to um, uh, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, uh, Asheville, upper 20s to around 30 uh, mid-20s in western Virginia. So uh, this is one of the reasons why there probably will be some icing to, to consider uh, in those areas in, um, in western North Carolina uh, and uh, on up into uh, interior central and southern Virginia. So this is, you know, this is important. Uh, the things I always look for in a case like this is I'll look to see what Rochester, New York's temperature is 1 o'clock Tuesday afternoon. 
and that usually on a north northwest wind that usually uh, means to, that usually means that that would probably be the low for New York City uh, on uh, Wednesday morning. And you know, the colder it gets Tuesday night, the longer it's going to keep temperatures uh, below uh, critical levels uh, throughout uh, much of this um, uh, snow event, depending on on your location. So the Nam uh, the Nam Joe then starts to spread precip up. Uh, it's in southern Pennsylvania, Maryland, northern Virginia. You can see where the ice is. Uh, it's got a low, um, I guess, northwest of Wilmington uh, by about 75 or 80 miles, 1,005 low there. The high, though, look at that high, though. It just doesn't really move at all. And then by evening, <clears throat> your snow has advanced now. The leading edge has moved uh, into southwestern New England. Uh, into the Hudson Valley, north of 84, reaching up into the Catskills, the darker blue snow over Long Island, uh, into central New Jersey. Uh, the NAMs uh, arguing for the possibility of a changeover to sleet uh, in, uh, or maybe even freezing rain. Uh, southwest New Jersey, uh, southern and south central Pennsylvania, uh, down into parts of western Maryland. Now, this is as far as the NAM is going to take us. Uh, I would like to look at the... Um, uh, the upper air on the NAM, because this is one of the things that uh, is is pretty is uh, most important is with with regards to the upper trough that's coming east. One of the things that I noticed, Joe, and this might help in the argument that the um, uh, system will maybe be a little more south than it would be north. Uh, watch this upper trough that is it's swinging eastward. Uh, it, uh, it, if it <clears throat> starts to look more fractured with time, that would argue uh, that the storm center might wind up going further south. If it winds up you know, staying very sharp and then lifting up to the northeast, then you could make a case for the, the, uh, the storm to be a little bit further to the left. And, of course, if you're in that 30-mile zone where that sh uh, something like that's going to make a big difference, I mean, that could be the difference between uh, six to 10 inches, or it could be, you know, coating to a couple of inches to just uh, sleet and rain. So uh, we're going to pay uh, close attention to this. And I think now we're, let's let's look at the GFS. Let's go to uh, the new GFS. Uh, we'll start with the the upper air with the GFS. And um, notice we have a few new people. We're about to go to the we're about to hit 500 users. Uh, 500 viewers, uh, a lot of people, I guess, are, must have heard the rumor that there could be some snow in the forecast. Yeah, uh, I and I said on Friday, on our Friday night show, I said that probably this morning we would be coming into the uh, rounds of uh, uh, more of a data set being inputted into the uh, supercomputers right. and allowing us to get a better. However, in looking at this last night uh, and tracking the, uh, the trough that will eventually lead to the system for late Wednesday and Thursday, I, I got the impression that it would be more like tonight's run. Right, it's tonight's, Joe. Tonight. Yeah, tonight's, tomorrow's for sure. Um, you'll, you'll, because uh, the the uh, the short waves are going to be coming on shore, and uh, there's your uh, first system uh, moves along. You see the northern stream is what's bringing down the cold air. We have had this brief tell uh, connection. Uh, in the jet stream, in the in the northern part of the jet stream, running from northern Canada down into the north into the east, which is why we're getting this cold high to come on down. It's a, an interruption of a, a pattern where we haven't seen that many cold highs coming down in the last couple of weeks. But here right. comes that trough, 
And you look at the GFS, Joe, it, it, you see the, the short wave. It's a nice little short wave. It goes negatively tilted as it approaches the coast. But And, and if you're rooting for, for all, all snow, you, sh you should be happy about this because it, it's not forming a, a, a cutoff up or low, which would tend to want to pull the surface low further to the left. And you see what I mean by this sort of fractured look here? There's another, right. there's another short wave that's coming down behind this. And I think that is keeping this between the big height of the north and, and everything that's going on with the block and the blocking low near, near Newfoundland. And then this short wave that suddenly comes into Minnesota and, you know, it's, it, it, it's not really all that strong, but it keeps the, the upper air somewhat fractured. This is one of those instances that you, you, you don't want the storm to get too intense because if it does... Uh, it would just wrap all the warm air in from off the ocean, particularly this time of year where the ocean water temperatures are still very warm. You want to keep this, you want to keep that, uh, keep this system. You want it to get a little strong, but you don't want it to get like some kind of 985 powerhouse. And in fact, I remember uh, and I, <laughs> back in the day, I probably could have given you the exact date, maybe even the exact moment. But a good number of years ago, when our when our good friend Alan Casper was at Channel Two, I actually engaged him on uh, on the phone in advance of a major storm, and he finally, after we chatted for a few minutes, he said, "Joe, basically speaking, here's what it's all about: it's the game of splits and blocks." And and what you just said, Joe, in the last few minutes is exactly that: yeah, it's the game it's of splits you know, and the blocks, split low, the blocking high, and and that's how it's all going to play out in the end as to whether or not we do see a significant storm or not on Wednesday. But I'll tell you right now. From, from from Friday, I started to say myself that 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 blankety blank high. Now I'm saying that for all of you snow lovers, you you want the cold air. This is ironic. You want the cold air, but ironically, there's sometimes, and this looks like it's going to be one of the times when the the high is going to be getting a little bit too strong. I'm not saying we're going to miss out on all snow. What I'm saying is that if you were waiting and hoping for 12 to 18 or something like that, I don't think it's looking uh, all that good right now. Well. I, you know, I, I, I'm not in the immediate New York yeah. area and points north well, and west. Yeah, north. Well, I think you, certainly the, the the we we as we said, there's going to be a sharp cutoff uh, as you go north. There's no question. Um, I'm I'm just trying to be a little more patient with regards to letting the models play out for another day or so before right. laying right. a verdict down. Uh, but here's um you know here's the GFS for tomorrow. It's a little warmer than the NAM, so it doesn't have nearly as much snow. But again, it's a minor event. And now, of course. You start to set up uh, the next system. You can see the lower pressures of the rain that breaks out in the Gulf states, the big high that's up to the north. Now, suddenly, as we get to Wednesday morning, much like the NAM, the GFS taking a little bit longer. You have um, you have actually a couple of things, you know, a couple of little low centers. It's hard to see the isobars on 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 this map. I'm going to switch off just moment for a moment. Let's go. To, I'm going to go to the other. Uh, the non-radar map, the one that's got the precip, uh, right. the, the totals, because you can see the isobars here, and I, I and, and this, and this sort of illustrates what I was talking about with respect to the wedge. Uh, here's the wedge down the Carolina Mountains, right in here. The, see how the isobars kind of make this V? So your high is building uh, to the southwest. That means cold air is damming down the, the uh, east coast and down the east side of the Appalachians. You have what looks like a couple of low centers here, one in maybe, I don't know, central Tennessee, the other one uh, down near New Orleans, maybe another one down in the Gulf. So it's more like a uh, an inverted trough here. 
uh, that we're seeing uh, in the Gulf states that's moving along. You're also seeing the beginnings of the, the what's going to become the main low, and that's the secondary that's forming off the South Carolina coast, and it does that because of that wedge. Uh, this would want to lift up uh, west of the Appalachians, but with the high wedging down, it can't. So all the energy gets thrown to the coastal low, and now you start to get uh, this precip that develops during the day on Wednesday. Your high is still there. Uh, your low's coming up. This is Wednesday evening, a, a little bit slower than the NAM by a handful of miles. And then um, this kind of reminded me, uh, it jogged my memory, Joe, the January 16th storm. Remember how that sharply cut off yeah, yeah. Route 84. I mean, you could literally go for a go for a three mile walk and go from a dusting to to, to a foot. Um, so, but one of the things that it jarred my memory is watch what the GFS does with this surface low. So, uh, it uh, is uh, off the North Carolina coast uh, on uh, Wednesday evening. Then suddenly, you know, the low starts to intensify and gets wrapped up because it's interacting with that short wave now that's sharpening up and moving eastward, and it's sitting right along the Delaware coast, the, um, the, the coast of the Delmarva Peninsula, maybe just south of the Delaware border. This is what happened, as I recall, with that January 16th storm. We had models taking the low center out to the east and offshore, and at the last minute, uh, you wound up where the surface low sort of pinwheeled back, much like this one did. And then from here on the GFS, it slides it almost you know east or slightly north of due east. Now, if this verifies, I think what you could make a case for is that places like New York City, Philadelphia, Long Island, southern New England will stay all snow. Um, the Jersey Shore changes to sleet and rain. Maybe there's a little bit of sleet that mixes in for the south shore of Long Island for a few hours. But uh, the GFS solution on this run uh, was, uh, was colder than the prior two runs. It was so funny yesterday afternoon, the GFS made one of those hiccups and and, and uh, changed it to rain up uh, north of New York City. And you should have seen, you know, I, just, I didn't I didn't see it because I, I kind of took a break yesterday afternoon. I didn't want to start, you know, going through another round of, uh, of, of um, forecast emotions. So I said, let me just skip the afternoon run completely. I never looked at it until after the, the night run came last night. But you're going to still get these hiccups, but the hiccups are going to be smaller as we, you know, over the next 24 hours. They're going to get smaller and smaller. So this this particular run of the GFS, I think, Joe, suggests two things. One is the northern sharp, sharp cutoff, Boston, northwest Connecticut, uh, you know, maybe to about Sullivan County or just the northern, the western part of Sullivan County. And maybe the northern cutoff of some of the heavier snow will be southern New England, Northern New Jersey, Route 80, uh, down through, um, you know, Southeast PA, South Central PA, into Northeast Virginia. And now we're at Thursday morning. Uh, the snow is starting to wind down. We're getting a little bit of backside stuff. And by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, all that's left is what's in Southeastern New England. And then uh, it's gone. And, you know, we can clean up. I mean, the, the, the GFS to me suggests, Joe, that, um, you know, it's a little colder on this run. Uh, the uh, we'll 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 see if it, it's a little bit further to the south, I believe, um, which, which um, matches up with the ensembles from last night. So if you're a snow lover, you can't complain about this. No, yeah, especially since there were not a few of you on the chat board who just a week or so ago said, "I'm throwing in the towel on for this the winter. whole winter." 
the you whole know, winter. You know, you know yeah. what? That was that, um, a few people have recognized some of the terms I throw in. You might hear if you're a, if you if you trade stocks, if you're if if if, if you uh, fool around in the stock market, uh, and uh, the psychology of stock trading and the psychology of weather forecasting actually uh, are kind of the same. Uh, you wait for everybody to throw in the towel. Remember I said that, remember Joe, we were talking about this, all these winter forecasts talking about a snowless and cold and, and a snowless and warmer, uh, warm winter overall, but the snowless part in particular. And I said, as a cynic, I want to just take the other side of the, uh, the trade because everybody's piled in on one side. Right. Well, here you go. Uh, where did this come from? So here's the close-up view on the on the GFS, and uh, again, you can uh, unlike some prior, it looks like uh, on this run again, it, it looks like it was a colder run. Uh, the darker blue, heavy, certainly the heavier snows are going to be more to the south and southwest as opposed to the north and northeast uh, because of the way the low is tracking. Um, if uh, you know you go up uh, again north and west of Boston, doesn't look like you get very you get anything. Uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, all out of it. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a sharp cutoff somewhere. Now, if it starts sinking further and further South, then, um, then, then, then there might be, you know, you, you don't want it to get much further to the South. It's a very, very fine line. Well, two things. Number one, uh, in regard to what you were talking about a couple of minutes ago with the storm from, uh, uh, January of last year, th there is a rule. It, it, it used to be quoted quite a bit by the guys down in, uh, Washington, D.C., or actually Suitland, Maryland, uh, at the Weather Prediction Center, uh, Rosenblum's rule. And Rosenblum's rule, uh, again, which used to be quoted by some of the forecasters like, here are names out of the past for you, Joe, Junker yes. and Poole and Parose. They used to say, uh, Rosenblum would say that sometimes when a storm began to rev up and run into the cold air, it would twist and turn a little bit more to the left or yes. to the west. And I think that's what you're seeing there. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing about the cutoff, now, if you have a chance, could you go to uh, either the NAM or the GFS run and go to the, the FEN, the FEN? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, sure. Graphics, uh, at seven, at uh, 850 and 700, this shows you the, the omega. This shows you the maximum area of atmospheric uh, energy. And I want to show you, or Joe's going to show All right, give you. Give me, give me one second. I'm just setting, I'm setting up another map. I want, I brought up. It's actually the January 23rd storm of 2016 right. uh, okay. that we I was talking about before. So I, I, I will come back to this. I'll, so, so let me get you get what you wanted. You want the NAM? Either the NAM or the or the or the GFS. What basically we're looking for is the area or the region which is most likely to see the heaviest and most intense. Precipitation, right? The uh, the uh, you want the you want the F Gen for the eight fifty or the seven hundred? Well, both of them. All right. It's a demonstration. Well, the eight fifty. I'm bringing up the eight fifty right now. You're seeing because I know on the delay, I I brought up the preset map. I want to come back to the total pre liquid preset map uh, in a moment. But you're, the map should load. Joe, the Omega is off the wall um, <clears throat> when when you see it. It's coming up now. Uh, but you'll see on the 850, the Omega on the NAM and, and where it's off the wall in uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia, uh, Maryland, Delaware, Southern New Jersey. Uh, this is a Wednesday evening at uh, seven o'clock. Right, right. And basically, this is the this is the storm trying to literally lift or pry out 
that high pressure system. And the result is kind of like, well, it's, it's kind of like a, an atmospheric crowbar and you get all of these lines jammed together until they finally make one continuous blob of, of purple. But that's, that's, where, that's where the heavy duty stuff is gonna be falling. And as you can plainly see, it's from about New York City and points south and west. And so that's where you wanna be. If, if, you, if we get snow out of this, you wanna see the one or two or three inch per hour snowfall that's where you're really going to have to be, I think, is is right within that zone. Now, to the north, you get the you get some snow, but it's it's not coming down quite as heavily. In fact, nowhere near as heavily. And that's why you, you would have to think that uh, snow to the north and west really not going to accumulate all that much, as opposed to places from the city on south and 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 west. And look, it just, in some cases, it just straddles. The South Shore of Long Island. Right. I mean, well, here's here's close, the uh, here's the Omega on the GFS at 90 hours, which is at one in the morning on Thursday, and it's uh, running up and down the Jersey coast of Delaware, just touching the South Shore of Long Island, and then it moves out to the east. Now, but that's 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 probably where your you know your your mixed precip and your rain is in in that particular zone. Yeah, and north just north and west of there. Because if you look at the 850 temperatures, it's actually quite cold. The northern part of where all this omega field is, uh, the uh, five the uh, 5,000 foot temperature is uh, <clears throat> minus three Celsius. And that's pretty cold, and it's minus six just north of uh, <clears throat> Long Island and in the Hudson Valley. And yeah. then uh, there you go by morning, all the omega is out out to the east. Uh, I would see just what the 700 uh, looks like. Uh, the uh, let's go to 10,000 feet roughly. And take a look at what that looks like. And it's loading here. So okay, so this on the, on the NCEP on the NCEP models, when you look at this, it's usually you can't see the omega at 850, but you can see it at 700. And that's what that's what normally uh, you know attracted me. Right. This, this well, I just put up the 700 here. It's got the omega field over Long Island, southern New England, northwest, northeast New Jersey, down to just you know west of just east of uh, Philadelphia. Uh, to about Wilmington, uh, back over into uh, uh, Eastern Maryland. And look at the, as you were concentrating again, you know, four days out or whatever, but take a look just 24 hours from now with the storm that we're talking about for tomorrow, Joe. It's basically, again, the same thing. Most of the, most of the really hefty stuff, the uh, most of yeah, the Yeah, there it is, right there. Is, is to the south and to the uh, east of our area. Yeah, one o'clock in the afternoon. The northern fringe of that Omega field is just about to New York City, Long Island, and southeastern New England. So that's probably where your heaviest precip is. But your zero line on the 850 here is down to Atlantic City. It's minus three. Uh, I'm sorry, it's minus six. Um, the 850 is pretty cold tomorrow, Joe. Just to point out, if you do get some intense precip, that's probably why the NAM is doing what it's doing. Yeah. Because the 850 is pretty cold. That 5,000 foot level is cold and, and not getting warmer, it's getting colder. And so the bottom levels will probably have to correct a little bit. But um, I, I think I feel okay, at least for tomorrow, with that's the idea that maybe somebody could wind up in inland spots with a slushy a couple of inches of accumulation and maybe a little bit of a cheap thrill uh, down, down toward the coast. And then we'll just wait and see uh, with regards to the next one. But I want to just look at the precip. Uh, I'm, I'm using... Now, be very careful if you're looking at these maps at home because uh, this is where you want, because of two storms together, you don't want to use total precip. You want to use the 24-hour precip with this right. and just and, and sort of center it. So I'm centering it for Thursday morning. And 
look where the, the dark blue is half an inch of liquid. So let, let's be generous. Let's say that that let's say that that is well, let's let's make it even. It's by half an inch, five inches. So this would suggest. And of course, it's a running total of precip, so there's going to be more to add to it. But look where your heavy precip is and look where it cuts off. I mean, you start to go up the Hudson Valley, you start to go yeah. up the Connecticut River Valley. Uh, it drops off considerably. So your heaviest snow is going to fall probably just, I, I, if I had to guess, you know, if it's just, just to guess off the GFS, okay? Uh, yep. I'm trying to get my paint thing to come back up here, so just give me a moment. It's a um, pity that the three-kilometer NAM only goes out to 60 hours. I'd love to see the three-kilometer NAM yeah. out to 84. So but, uh, I, I, would say, I would say your heaviest snow, just looking at this, would probably be somewhere in a band this way but look i mean that 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 that's that's just a wild guess on my part best on based on just the just one map um the heavy heavy pre you know you want to I, I if you're talking about 20 inch snow amounts um in some places you better be generating at least two inches of liquid out of this uh in order to pull that off that's all i'm saying you know yeah. and i and maybe in terms of the totals uh Perhaps because it's again, it's a running twenty. You know, it's it's twenty four hours. Some places here are just going to wind down. So uh, I don't know. I, I it, it seems to me that it, it's kind of a tough sell uh, where you only have a, an inch to an inch and a quarter of liquid being generated in places like Southeast PA. You can't really put twenty inch snow amounts there. I don't know. Maybe it, unless the model's underdoing the precip. Well, I, you know, I, this all started on Wednesday when out of the blue, my son, who normally doesn't call me in the mid-afternoon period, called me and said, hey, Dad, are we getting a big snowstorm on, on next, next week, next Wednesday? I said, why? What makes you think that? He said, well, he said, there's rumors going around at the school that we're going to get 15 inches. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the first They started those I, rumors. They started those rumors with a high number, didn't they? And, he, I, and I, that was the first time that I looked at the GFS and looked all the way out to the snow numbers. And sure enough, you know how when you get above 12 inches, we're in the green, so to speak. Right. We're in the and green so section of the bonus fin. That's right, the green section. Right. <laughs> and and all of a sudden, I have a feeling, uh, you know, I, I, this. I hope this, you know, for all of you snow lovers out there, I, I, I feel for you, and I hope it doesn't work out this way for you. But why do I think that, you know, on Wednesday or Thursday, we're going to hear, no, you know what? Look, there's always going to be somebody that's going to hear, wah, 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 wah. but then, <laughs> but then, then there's, then there are going to be people that are going to hear, ba, 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 da, ba, 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 da. okay, so exactly, you know, so let's put it yeah, this yeah. way. I, I doubt very much right now. I'm, I have a feeling we're not going to be hearing the da, 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 da for, for in the Hudson Valley. Well, maybe for you, you know, the further north you go, yeah, okay. But I don't know that, that it was ever an idea that this thing was going to run all the way up to Plattsburgh. No. Um, uh, so that was the other thing. I mean, we, we were talking about this uh, with um, uh, the other day about how the uh, the WPC, how Noah yeah. how Noah had the 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 zone of possible uh, significant snowfall all the way up to Plattsburgh. Yeah. So and we couldn't I couldn't understand that. No, we couldn't. Now uh, this is a. Uh, we're going to do the Canadian model next. 
Okay. Oh, the and gym. the reason why we, no, 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 I know there will be no disparaging remarks about the Canadian this time around. Okay. And I will tell you why, but I just yeah. want to very first, uh, just quickly say, uh, we, you know, for a lot of you folks, uh, we've got close to 500 viewers on right now, which is great. A lot of, some of you may be new, be sure to hit the like button. We're up to 244. Let's see if we can get that up to 300. And also, if you would, take the time to subscribe to my YouTube channel by hitting the subscribe button with the, your Gmail account and participate in the chat on the chat board uh, by, uh, also. Uh, we love seeing questions and, and addressing questions. And please, by all means, jump aboard. Let's see if we can take those likes up to 300. Okay. So now let's do the Canadian. And the reason why there will be no disparaging of the Canadian model is because the Canadian model was the first model last week to sniff out the blocking 50-50 low and this this setup. So it, it uh, I forgot, uh, uh, someone once told me that the Canadian model, uh, where it might excel is the fact that is when it's, when you're dealing with stuff um, that involves blocking because... It's sort of part of their data set in there in that model. It's a big a big part of their data set to look at what's going on in Greenland and and so on and 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 uh, in the North Atlantic, and may in those cases maybe the, the Canadian is better at uh, at uh, sniffing out uh, the development of a of a higher pressures in the North Atlantic, the North Atlantic oscillation going negative and so on. And one thing I've noticed is I've kept an eye on this every day. The Canadian has been extremely consistent uh, with uh, with this. You know, some runs a little further south, some runs a little bit further north, but it really, for about three days, it hasn't changed very much, and uh, it remains, um, you know, like it looks kind of like the GFS. It's just maybe a little bit further to the north than the GFS, but it does have the same idea. Uh, but it does also bring the heavier snows further north into eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Long Island. Uh, in the Canadians' case, it pushes the heavy snow up through southern and central New England to southern Massachusetts, Vermont, and New Hampshire. So, mm -hmm. so let's let's not completely go with the GFS idea, Joe, because of the fact that the Canadian again was was good with sniffing out the block. Uh, it's been very consistent. So I don't, I, you know, I kind of want to respect the possibility that. There's not just one way that this could go. I mean, and we're talking about small changes now, but they could be important changes for some places. Uh, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Do you remember uh, the storm in 2016 where all the models were giving uh, the tri-state area generally four to six or six to eight inches? Right. And then came the NAM giving us 25 and 30 inches of, of, of snow. And you looked at the NAM and said, ah, when are they going to phase out that model? That's so ridiculous. How could it be so off the wall and such an outlier compared to all the rest? And guess what, folks? The NAM won big time. Right. That was the, that was the 27 and a half inch snowfall that New York had, and all the other models hung their heads in shame. They did. So, and by the way, going so, going back to what you said about um, uh, Rosenblum's rule, uh, just looking at the six, the the um, oh, I I lost it again. I'm sorry. Hang on one second. Let me bring it back. I hit the wrong button. January 16 and the 23rd. Okay, so if you kind of watch this, I'm going to hit previous map, previous, I'm running it backwards just to get 
a start from Friday night, uh, 10 o'clock Friday night, going into Saturday morning. You see where the this low is. This is the one is. I just mentioned, right? This is the big, this is the big yes. storm. That yes, yeah. but you can watch the low. Starts to go out to the east off the North Carolina coast, and then what happens? It hooks back northwestward. I'll, show, I'll, uh, I'll run it back again. Let me just run this back again. And you, and you can see, you, you see it very clearly. As it started to strengthen, uh, it made that hook back to the northwest. And there, just kind of jumps out east. And then all of a sudden, it pops back northwest. And then just keeps going northwest until the low center makes it almost uh, to the Delaware coast. And then it starts to slide out uh, to the east. Kind of looks like what the GFS did today. It looks remarkably like the GFS did today. Right. So um, that would that would argue that uh, if that if if it if it's a repeat performance, uh, then you're going to have that <laughs> you're going to have right you're going to have that walking distance uh, sharp cutoff. So what um, uh, the uh, Canadian precip totals, and let's uh, take a look at that. Um, well, then I got to I got to separate it because this is two two systems. So they have the twenty four hour. They 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 don't have twenty four hour accumulated precip. So this map really doesn't help us very much because uh, it's got two systems in it. But uh, I guess we could look. I, I'll I, I, I just just for this, just just out of um, I'm not really going to look at focus on the numbers too much. But I just kind of out of curiosity, it's sort of like looking at a traffic accident when you're on the opposite side of a highway, uh, you really don't want to look at it, but you do. But here's where the you know the Canadian shifts that heavy snow northwest uh, in that uh, uh, bluish green area uh, in uh, eastern Pennsylvania, northern New Jersey. And this is, by the way, I think the, the Weather Prediction Center folks said that the heaviest, the he oddly enough, Joe, the Weather Prediction fo Center folks said that the the heaviest snow is going to be north and west of the big cities. And if, you, and if you look at the Canadian, that's kind of what it has. I mean, it still brings some some significant snows south of the big cities, but uh, just north and west of the big cities is where it puts the, the big stuff. And it gives its big snows to Boston. Whereas if you take a look at the GFS, excuse me. And by the way, there is a an NSET problem with these snow maps. It's been going on for the better part of a year and a half now. Uh, where for some reason the coastal data on this is missing. So it's not saying that Long Island doesn't get snow, it's just that, that data is missing. But the GFS heavy snow band is narrow and runs from Northeast Virginia, Southeast PA, across Central New Jersey, and over Long Island. And you can see how the amounts really tail off uh, after you uh, coastal Southern New England, uh, the Hudson Valley, once you start going north of, say, 287, or particularly north of 84, uh, and there's very little as you go north and west. So, uh, look, the bottom line is, in my in my never to be humble opinion, that um, we're just going to, you know, we've got a couple of more runs to go. I'm going to attempt uh, to do an early call uh, tonight because I usually like to do an early call when we're within 72 hours of uh, of the start time. So I may do an early call after the Europeans done and post it up sometime late this evening. This is WPC's probability for tomorrow. So if you look at what they're saying in terms of the pop, now the number here for tomorrow is the probability for at least two inches. Okay, 
um, and, and it's not very high at all. I mean, we're talking the brown is 5%. So WPC is really not overly enthused by uh, tomorrow. Uh, they are more enthused with Thursday, uh, Wednesday night into Thursday. And uh, on their map, Joe, uh, the probability uh, for an inch or more, which is what they do in the long range, they only show an inch or more, but it's got a 70 to 90% probability of uh, an inch or more from just north and west of New York City up to about you, the northern half of New Jersey, I guess if you want to say north and west of the Turnpike, uh, down through much of Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, northeast, northwestern Virginia, West Virginia, the blue is 50 to 70%. Now, I'm going to ask you something. See what you think about this. So what if we say, what if we say that uh, the green, okay, that's their probability of 30 to 50. So what if we use the green area as uh, an area where there could be maybe one to three inches, okay? Okay. And the blue will border the blue area will be, we'll call that um, three to six in the blue. Right. Okay. And then we'll call the light blue, where they got the 70 to 90, uh, the area of 6 to 12 with the potential for 12 plus. Okay. I mean, what do you think about that? What would you think about that as a possible forecast? Well, from that from from that perspective, from this far out, yeah, why not? Why, why not go for something like that? I like the way the orientation, though. The orientation is uh, indicating that uh, a lot of the uh, heavy-duty stuff is going to be from about our area, the New York area, and to the south and to the west. You know, a lot of times when we look at these coastal systems, Joe, it's usually the other way around. It's usually the heaviest snows, uh, sometimes it's to the south and to the east. But again, we, we, we have to take into account possible mixing or change over the rain for Long Island, for example, right. and for along the Jersey shoreline. So, um, yeah, might as well. I mean, at this at this early stage of the game, you know, you might as well say, yeah, that is certainly the potential. And uh, I think uh, 24 hours from now or by tomorrow afternoon when we are really getting into the uh, the uh, the nitty gritty, so to speak, we'll be able to uh, get, in, get into uh, making uh, proper corrections or, you know, get more, more, more specific as far as numbers are concerned for mid and late week. Uh, this is the Weather Service's snowfall forecast map for tomorrow, by the way, folks. You can see they have a general area of a coating to a couple of inches running from, uh, although there are some higher amounts being generated in the mountains of West Virginia, uh, and then points uh, north and east. Now, this takes us to 7 a.m. on Wednesday, by the way, so nothing of Wednesday storm is involved in this uh, at all. And you can see upstate New York coating to an inch, maybe an inch or two in parts of Connecticut, uh, and so on. Uh, I do want to at least bring out what's happening out to our west today, uh, we're well to our west today, where we do have that first system coming out and forecasting uh, almost half a foot for Oklahoma City, over half a foot for Tulsa, uh, the uh, central and northern part of Oklahoma to southern Kansas, uh, anywhere to, from four to seven, four to eight inches possible there. And uh, the uh, Weather Service has, um, let me just, this was my forecast uh, as I brought up earlier for tomorrow. Uh, let's go for, um, let's just pull up the watches and warnings. 
uh, really quick here. We'll get those on board and let's see what's going on uh, because we do have winter storm warnings <clears throat> up for much of central and northern Oklahoma into northwestern Arkansas. Winter weather advisories surround that. Uh, we are also seeing uh, what looks like uh, are those. I got to just double check the color there. If those are winter storm watches. I know those are also winter weather advisories. For some reason, the color on the coast on either side of the coast in the blue looks different from the color that's that's in the middle. I don't know why that is. Uh, but uh, yeah, those are winter weather advisories up for parts of Nevada, uh, southwest Idaho, uh, counties in Oregon and a few counties in Washington and some winter storm warnings up for the Sierra Nevadas in, in, in California and also a few winter weather advisories that are happening in northern Maine. We are uh, seeing a beautiful day here along the uh, coastal plain. Uh, there's some clouds out to the west uh, that are pushing eastward. And of course, you see that the cloud cover that is back down in uh, the southern plains. That is our storm for uh, tomorrow in the east. I want to call it that, the, the, the low. And then, of course, all the energy that is now coming into the west is the, the uh, short waves that, uh, that are going to be... Um, creating the storm for Wednesday into Thursday. And on the radar as of midday, let's give this a quick refresh, which I haven't done in a while. Uh, there you go. So, of course, the Northeast is a little bit of snow going on up in northern New northern Maine, and you're seeing you know some showers offshore. And here's the system coming out for tomorrow. Not, that, not too shabby looking here, Joe, with what's going on in Oklahoma and in Texas. And then out in the west, that energy from our storm for Wednesday is beginning to move in. And you're seeing uh, the precip that is uh, heading inland. And, of course, as you mentioned earlier, Mr. Rayo, uh, this is important uh, because we uh, want to see the uh, sampling of that, uh, that precip into the model. Right. The, the data set will become more populated. Um, tonight and especially during uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon. And that's when we'll begin to really be able to hone in on both the intensity of this and also the track of the uh, uh, the storm, get a much better handle as to uh, what we... we I, I, I mentioned in my rant last night on my Facebook page, the windshield wiper effect going yes. back and forth, so to speak, and also the, the waffling effect. I mean, it, once we get within uh, three days or less, that's when everything is going to start becoming more and more into focus before, you know, well, well before the three day interval, uh, it's more or less an, you know, an educated guess, so to speak. By the way, Kenneth Rosenberg points out for all those wailing and gnashing about the GFS, uh, he does a comparison between the zero Z parallel GFS and the GFS that's just coming out now. He says, unfortunately, uh, the, uh, the uh, parallel GFS uh, only comes out at zero Z. Well, he, uh, I, I think the uh, 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 Levi, Levi Cow and the Tropical Tidbits, in order to save some bandwidth, he's only posting the zero Z up there. Well, one thing, and, and not posting the other. So otherwise, he's got to, he's going to have less room for for other maps. Right. Um, uh, one thing I did notice, um, one thing I did notice about the parallel GFS. Oh, by the way, we may. Oh, this we might have a special guest. Hang on, this could be exciting, folks. Um, one thing I noticed about the parallel GFS over the last week is that it's got. It, it seems to have a horrible warm bias. Not just a subtle warm bias, but a horrible warm bias. 
Yeah. You know, uh, try, yeah. Trying to take this low up to uh, Lake Erie. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, that, 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 maybe maybe they'll correct. Maybe, maybe that's one of the reasons why it's still a parallel because they're trying to work out all the kinks. Um, trying to see if uh, Bill Goodman just messaged me from the Weather Service. He says he's got a couple of minutes and he's going to try to jump up. Here he is. Someone's knocking at our door, Mr. Rayo. We should let him in. Ding dong. Mr. Mr. G, the 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 Mr. G of the of the National Weather Service. Yes, he should be a, there he is with his guitar. And where what do you want? Are you in your car? Uh-oh, you need audio, Bill. We can't hear you. I wish I could sign language it. I can we cannot hear you. And don't get into a wreck. <laughs> you, we can't. You can't. Yeah, him. we can't hear you, bud. I gotta unmute you. Let's see. Let me ask him to unmute. Let's see if he will. Uh, if it'll tell him that. Maybe you want me to make a sign. Oh, I oh. think he's figured it out. Ah, yeah, I think I figured it out. Oh, you did. Good. Yes. No, you're. What are you doing? But you are the first person that we've had as a guest to do it from his car, for God's sake. <laughs> well, I thought you'd be interested in where I'm headed right now, so that's part of the uh, part of the story. Oh, so you're you're on your way. You're you're on your way to uh, put out the latest diatribe from the weather service, are you not? Yeah, that's right. Tell me what I should forecast. Uh, save me some time. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Joe and I were looking at the GFS in particular and, and noticing that uh, the way it handles the surface low was pretty similar to the way it handled the, uh, the, the way uh, the uh, January 23rd, 1916 event happened, where uh, you had that sharp cutoff of snow just north of Route 84, where you went from a dusting to a foot by just walking about two miles, and... Uh, you know, it kind of takes the surface low. It looks like it wants to pull it out to the east, and then all of a sudden it hooks it back to the northwest, and and then starts to slide it to the east. So it it has the heaviest snow band, uh, uh, northern Virginia, southeast PA, central New Jersey north, and across Long Island, and and just north of there to the coast of southern New England, and never changes it over. So uh, that's the GFS's view. Uh, that's lovely. The Canadian is further, a little further north, but it's also colder. And I was point, I was saying that the Canadian was the first one that picked up on the block, so we might want to respect it a little bit in how it's handling this. And uh, we don't have a new European yet because that's still over an hour away. And of course, the NAM only goes to Wednesday evening, so it's, that's just at the point that precip is starting. So. I don't know, Bill. I can't help you with that. And as far as tomorrow is concerned, you know, we got borderline temps uh, at, at, at most levels. Quick shot of precip. Maybe somebody inland winds up with a slushy couple. Not impossible. And on the yeah, coast. That, that, that's, you know, I guess the question is where, where that band ends up. So, you know, the, it, uh, I saw yesterday's 18Z NAM had it, uh, had it, uh, you know, get having the city get uh, three or four inches of snow, which was which was kind of surprising, and and uh, and not impossible if you get that, uh, you know, if you get the cooling of the of the column from above from the melting snow. But 
I don't know. I saw some models also back off on that yeah, idea. So. The, the FOOS numbers on the on the European, I'm sorry, on the on the NAM were um, very borderline. Doesn't show a whole lot of vertical motion. I would like to see a little more vertical motion to pull that off. Up, uh, he's back to playing his guitar again. <laughs> I agree. I am. Uh -oh. Yeah, your, your guitar shot. Back. Look, concentrate on the road because. Oh, you, you okay. Know, please. <laughs> you know the way he sounds. Oh, I'm, I'm watching the road, listening. I'm not. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> okay. The way the way Bill sounds, it it's, it reminds me of. Uh, the days of WOR when they used to throw it to the traffic copter and Fred Feldman used to tell us about the traffic. <laughs> well, we got this on the Prospect Expressway on the Kosciuszko Bridge. <laughs> oh no, actually it's actually it's the Brookhaven Lab Circle right now, but who's uh, who's let's let's not get picky. Hey, let's talk about breaking news because you point you told me the other day that they're are they they are actually working on opening a cracker barrel over there. That is right. Uh, yeah, they, I guess there's a there's a whole Finally, complex. we become civilized oh. around here. Yeah, uh, ni nice complex. A lot of condos. Uh, I guess a hotel is already there. Uh, I guess yeah, the shopping center hasn't gone in yet, and that's that's typical. They put those cracker barrels right near the you know right near the major highways. Okay, well, just checking because you know, so so there's something there that says coming soon rocking chairs. Rocking chair. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sounds like confirmation to me. So um, anyway, you're gonna have you're gonna have your hands full trying to figure all this out. So uh, make sure you get get to work in one piece and put up a couple of watches here and there so that you know we have something to talk about this evening. Okay. A little early for that. A little early for that. Yeah, uh, that's for that won't happen till you know the earliest that would happen would be what tomorrow night or Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah, probably like 40, at least 48 hours out before if the confidence is still running very high yeah. on this. Precip doesn't get here, at least where we are, doesn't get here until sometime uh, very late Wednesday afternoon or even Wednesday evening. The height of the north is, is kind of suppressing it uh, with, with some cold, dry air. So it's a plus and it, yeah. it, slows the, it slows things down. It's a plus for snow lovers to see the high uh, a little stronger. But as Job has been pointing out, if it's too strong... Uh, then uh, you might wind up seeing something get shoved up a little bit further to the south. I mean, you know, it's always there's always complication in one direction or another. By the way, I just got to look at some of the uh, uh, the GFS moss and also the uh, the NAM moss. And starting very late Tuesday night into Wednesday, they have dew points in the single digits uh, across <laughs> the tri-state area. That's going to be pretty pretty dry air. I think the dew point depressions are going to be somewhere. Uh, in excess of 15 or 20. So that's what the snow is going to have to fight off to try to get down to the ground, at least uh, on Wednesday afternoon and evening. And we may, as I still maintain, we may lose a, maybe a few hours to Virga, even though the radar suggests that we've got stuff you know, overhead. Uh, how much of that initially is going to make it down to the ground with such cold, dry air in place? Yeah, that, that's that's true. The, the NAM tends to hold on to that a little bit too long. Uh, so if... if Kind of go with a, you know, if if all else being equal, uh, maybe, you know, add a couple of hours of snow to whatever the the NAM is saying as far as that goes. We'll all see. right, all right, Bill. So look, you have a, a good day at work. What times your shift start? Uh, right now, you can see in the background, I got the uh, got the radar back there, so I'm uh, <laughs> so I'm ready to go, ready to roll here. All right, we'll um, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. 
very good. All Thanks right, for pal. having me on. Always, okay. always welcome. All right. That was uh, National Weather Service meteorologist, uh, forecaster. He's on the forecast shift later today, uh, Bill Goodman. And he works at the Upton office, which covers uh, New York City, Long Island, the southern Connecticut. Uh, uh, a good chunk of southern Connecticut, the Hudson Valley, lower, and uh, also uh, <clears throat> most but not all of <clears throat> northern New Jersey because Mount Holly gets to do uh, Sussex and Warren counties uh, up in uh, northwest New Jersey. So I think we pretty much covered it all. There's not much I, 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 there's not much I think we can add with respect to uh, uh, what's coming. Uh, it... it uh, the next uh, model uh, to look at will be uh, the European. Hang on, folks. I uh, switched something I probably should not have switched. Are you there, are Joe? To, uh, because of the importance of the weather, are we going to uh, finish out uh, with uh, Briller Jeopardy today? Yeah, or? let's. Let me just. Let me just get. Uh, I lost the screen because my uh, my thing went uh, berserk there for a moment. Let's see if I can get. Uh... All right, I got to try this again here. Hang on, everybody. You're seeing my Facebook page. So, uh, Zoom, and there we go. Oh, no, there we don't go. Joe, last night they were running Rudolph the, a rerun of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for a second time on CBS. And yes. One, I've been watching that show now since I was eight years old, and there was one line last night for the first time out of all these years of watching it, there was one line last night that had me like laughing for two minutes. You want to know what the line was? It was when it was when Rudolph and and, Cl and Clarice, the uh, the the doe that uh, Rudolph has fallen for, right? They're beginning to walk home, and all of a sudden Clarice's father comes along and says, "Clarice, Papa," he said, "Get back to your cave this instant." Oh, you never caught that line? No doe of mine is going to be seen with a red-nosed reindeer. But, you know, how many times do you hear somebody say, get back to your cave this instant? I know. I'm sorry, folks. I'm having some trouble here with my uh, my switcher. Um, you know, I got just back full screen. Well, here's now, here's, you're going to improve it right now because I'm going to, I'm going to get out of this chair and the, the Briller Jeopardy lady is coming in. You don't, what's the matter? You're saying no, no. You don't want to, do you want to do it? Or? Oh, because Mr. Brill is so excited about this. Oh, hang on one second. I got to get the screen back going so we can see Mrs. Rayo, which for some reason I'm having a lot of trouble here. So just hang on, folks. There we go. Finally, I got it fixed. Yay. Oh, look, you're all gussied up. Hardly. That was that was something out of the fifties. That yeah. term. Uh, okay, Mrs. Rayo, you you've got the uh, you have the question you have the you have the questions uh, on uh, this Sunday. Uh, Briller Jeopardy. The chairman is out on doing his COVID run, so we hope he he makes him make sure he stays safe, uh, Scotty. And um, go ahead. Let's let's have at it. Okay, well, he put together 10 questions, oh, 10 and bonus questions. Question at the end, and I got to tell you, a lot of the answers aren't what you would think they would be. Okay. And um, he says that um, he's going to give you a score of 10, uh, excuse me, out of, out of uh, well, he's going to give you a score of seven to pass, 
and nine plus gets you a chef hat, chef's hat. And I had trouble with a lot of these. So here right. we go. Question number one. If you order a blue steak, it is A, very, very rare, B, very well done, C, frozen in caribou main. Oh, I'm going to say it's very, very rare. That is correct. A blue right. steak, very, very rare. Um, question if you two. order a shoe leather steak, uh, then you should be thrown out of the restaurant. <laughs> if you order, uh, excuse me, the most popular food during Hanukkah is A, matzah, B, kugel, C, latkes, or D, latkes? Latkes. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, latkes. Um, question number three, ketchup in the 1800s was used for... A, toothpaste, B, mouthwash, C, medicine, or D, makeup? Oh, my. That's an interesting question. Isn't it? Isn't it? Now, I'm trying to think. Very, very I'm trying to think this out logically. Yeah. I mean, uh, give, me the, give me the choices again. Choices are toothpaste, mouthwash, medicine, or makeup. Oh, you know, one one choice is all, is more ridiculous than the other. The other. <laughs> and I'm trying to rule out. You know, I'm trying to think logically to rule out certain things. Well, it's got vinegar and spices in it. All right, so I guess you could say that it that it, it could be mouthwash. I suppose uh, it could be um, medicine. I'll go with the medicine one. Yes, that's right. That's right. I guess it um, thins the blood and is good for with the spices and everything. Yeah, could, that's that's what when you mentioned that part of it, that's what kind of sent me that sent me there. Okay, next question: What is the most stolen food in the world? In the world, a French fries, b cheese, c hot dogs, d pizza. The most stolen. Stolen food in the world. All right. Well, to steal a pizza. This way, you know, it, when they steal something, it has to be of value. Okay. Well, of all those choices, I'm sorry. So you said French fries, hot dogs, pizza. What was the other one? B was cheese. Cheese. Well, that depends on the cheese, though. Well, well if it's if you're going by value. I'm going to take the, I'm, it, it, to me, it's between cheese and pizza. And since you can't put a pizza in your pocket, but you can put cheese in your pocket, I'll say cheese. Cheese is the answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, some cheeses are very, very expensive. Oh, I know, I know. Listen, just a quarter wedge of Parmesan cheese at Costco, where you can get it reasonably cheap, actually, costs you 15 bucks. Yeah, that's right. Of course, we don't. We make sure that the green can doesn't appear in anywhere within a hundred yards of me. The green can, yeah, of Parmesan cheese, the K R A F T. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, question number five: Spam. How much do you know about spam? Spam was invented in a New Jersey, right. B Hawaii, Hawaii, B Minnesota, and D Spamville. Well, Hormel is, in, I think Hormel's headquartered in Minnesota, but I know that spam is like a big deal in Hawaii. Hawaii, I know. So, they, so, the number one user yeah, of spam um, 
flying. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to – what were the other two choices? New Jersey, Hawaii, Minnesota, and Spamville. And, and well, I, <laughs> New Jersey, Hawaii, Minnesota. You know, it, it is extremely popular in Hawaii, uh, but I'm going to say Minnesota. Minnesota, correct. I'm impressed that you knew that's where Hormel was. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm. Uh, I, I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with food, okay. <laughs> what country consumes the most tea? And it's not the answer you might think. What country consumes the most tea? A. Turkey. B. United States. C. China. D. Japan. Now, see, I would have thought that they would have thrown India in that in that uh, question. And obviously the UK does, but they're not one of the choices, right? You said you said it was China, Japan. What were the other two? Turkey and the United States. Oh, God. I mean, China's got a billion people plus people. So that would logically want you to pick China. But then again, it might be a trick question. Yeah, so I said, I'm gonna. Think it is. Yeah, I'll say Turkey. Yes, Turkey is the answer. <laughs> the country of Turkey has uh, consumes the most tea. Next, the fortune cookie was invented in uh, Japan, China, San Francisco, or Putnam Valley. <laughs> Putnam Valley. Uh, I'm gonna say San Francisco. San Francisco, right. So, uh, by the way, that was question seven. That's question seven. So, so you're doing really well. You're yeah, on a roll. I got, I got them all right so far. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. I passed. So I, 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 the pressure's <laughs> off. I can, I can, I can blow the next three questions. Here we go. What year was Butterball turkeys first used for Thanksgiving? 1944, 1954, 1964, 1974. Every year on, on on Thanksgiving Day on CNBC, they have uh, they have uh, the day the day before Thanksgiving, they have the uh, butterball person mm -hmm. and answering at the hotline. And yeah, things. and speaking of which, oh, there you go. My screen's doing weird things here. I'm sorry, I, you just disappeared again. So I'll have to find you. Um, all right, so give me the years again. A 1944, B 196. 54, 1964, or 1974? Hmm. So when I want to say, let's see, 44 was the war. Right. In my mind, I'm thinking, you know, uh, 54. 54 is the answer. That made the most sense. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Butterball has been around for as long as we've been alive. Okay, what was the name of the first cooking show on TV? A, I like to cook. B, I have to cook. C, I love to eat. Or D, feed me, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, this one's good. I didn't good. know this. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know it either. Give me the titles again. I like to cook. I have to cook. I love to eat. Feed me. I'm hungry. I'll say I like to cook. 
Answer was C. I love to eat. I love to eat. Okay. I, I just, that was, I couldn't logically tear that, uh, tear that apart. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Onward. If cooking embroche or embrochette, it means in A, boiling water, B, in tomato sauce, C, in broccoli, or D, on skewers. Um, the second one. In tomato sauce? In brochette? Yes. Well, bruschetta is usually that, you know, yeah, I'll say that, the tomato. According to him, it means on skewers. On skewers? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I got eight out of ten. Okay, here's your bonus. What is the chairman's favorite meal? Salmon, steak, spaghetti and meatballs, or fried chicken liver? Ew, on the last one. Ew. <laughs> Ew, on the last one. Um, I... What's his favorite meal? Salmon, steak, or spaghetti and meatballs? We had salmon last night. We did. I'll say spaghetti and meatballs. Yes, it is. I thought so. <laughs> I had a Not bad. So out of the 11, you got two wrong. Yeah. And okay. I got the first eight correct. Uh, that is right. Yes. they. Were, I was the last correct questioner. <laughs> well, th thank you so much for, for being on uh, today. All right. Gonna switch chairs again. Okay, you Renata, you take care. All right, and here's Joe Rio. So let's um, you know, Joe, it's twelve twenty-two. I am not continue. I am not put. I pushing this show uh for the European. Uh, no, not not doing that. Let me just, by the way, really, uh, let me say big thank yous to Paul Roman, Bill Northrop, Will Northrop, Tyler Thompson, edited. Uh, Tepe uh, 9076, Scott Briller, Briller uh, Sierra Saiz. Oh, we haven't seen you around, Sierra. Good to see you on board. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for hitting Super Chat. Also, uh, Jacob Bailey, uh, you hit Super Chat the other night, and I forgot to say thank you, uh, but I could, I mean, I remembered your first name, but could not remember your last name, but I see you on the board today, and uh, it's, uh, uh, thank you very much for doing that. And also, uh, Joe, 323 likes today. And I lost Thank this. Thank you so much. I'm having Thank some kind of likes. weird technical issue because our window keeps going to, um, of us together, keeps disappearing. And I have to keep putting up a new one. So let me bring up a new one again. It's just really strange today. What? Uh, well, two quick things I want to add before we shut down for the sure, day. Sure, go ahead. One. Number one, um, for those who are going to be looking for shooting stars, tonight is the peak of the Geminid meteor shower that we've been talking about for the last week. The thing that may do us in tonight, as nice as it is out there right now, are the high clouds. I think uh, we're going to have a veil of high cloudiness tonight. Tomorrow night, it is really going to clear out big time as the cold air begins to rush in behind our first storm. So tomorrow night, you might actually have a better night. If you're going to be out tomorrow night, though, bundle up because I think it's going to be a brisk and much colder night. And number two is the fact that on Tuesday, our special guest here on Joe and Joe, the one and only Bill Corbell, formerly of the Rambling with Gambling show, formerly of News Radio 88, and for a many, many year period, uh, News 12 Long Island's chief meteorologist. And uh, the three of us will butt heads and try to figure out on Tuesday night, the night before the storm, exactly what we can expect on Wednesday.
And uh, the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt provider. And uh, that's going to come in handy if the uh, models verify at least. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 631-756-1125. Or you can go to the website, omnitruevalue.com. And you can order mag ice pellets and flakes, petalo calcium chloride pellets, Omni Melt, uh, Bio Melt, Geo Melt. They are Long Island's largest provider of rock salt. Uh, shovels, spreaders, snow blowers, and even generators. Uh, 631-756-1125, 1226 North uh, that's a good thing to do. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, there's, no truth to the, there's no truth to the rumor, by the way, in that view that you just had for Omni Hardware. There's no truth to the rumor that that was my wife working the the, the shovel. <laughs> no, if if, if 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 there was if if she if it was somebody repairing the shovel, yes. Yeah. And then uh, I mean the snowblower, then that would have been Mrs. Rayo. Yeah. Um, Sierra site says our, your live streams are always so entertaining and informative. Thank you for all you guys do. Thank you so much for being here. If it wasn't for you folks in the audience, um, we wouldn't be here. And once again, it's, it's just really strange. There's something weird going on with zoom, Joe. It's causing us to keep popping in and out and it's driving me crazy Well, that it keeps doing this. We might as well just shut We've been on for 85 minutes, for goodness sake. I know, but, you know, I still... And I don't, I don't know if you still, want to continue to go, try to make it to 90. Or maybe you do want to stick around for the European. No, no, I don't. I really don't. I want to make some, uh, I want to make some dinner, uh, Sunday dinner. I want to, today, do something a little different. I'm making pork chops. Oh, that's... But that's unlike uh, Alice on the Brady Bunch, it will not come with applesauce. Uh. <laughs> I'll be right over. I do it in the cast iron skillet. I cook them like steaks, and they 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 come out and they're delicious. So, okay, so tomorrow night, you and I at seven thirty at our usual time. Yes, sir. This um this uh, Joe and Joe Weather Show, by the way, will be available as a podcast in about an hour or so. So if you're late tuning in, or if it's easier for you to just listen to the show rather than sit down on a on a laptop or on your phone, uh, you can uh, also do it uh, as a, a podcast. And I'll be putting up that podcast um, again. It'll right after the show's over, and it takes usually about half an hour to an hour for it to appear. And you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole host of other places that call podcasts home. Uh, those of you on my weather pa platform on Patreon, my subscription platform, which is a great way to support. Uh, my YouTube channel, uh, just to let you know, just going to take a little bit of a break to enjoy some sunshine for a few hours. And then uh, after the Europeans done later this afternoon, I will be putting out my first call uh, this evening on the uh, Wednesday snowfall. So look for that coming later today. Mr. Rayo, have a good one. You too, sir. We'll see you tomorrow night. See Looking you forward. tomorrow.